And welcome in to the Empire Dynasty League podcast. Coming to you on a Sunday evening, 31st of July. Joined, well, first of all, I'm Ben, the host, joined by Christopher Keane. How are you? Good, Benjamin. And I like how the last time you touched on that. We'll do it every Tuesday night. Lock it in. We've gone Thursday and Sunday. It's going to be a real great schedule. But uh, here we are on a Sunday night. And I'm joined again by the great Hod. How are you, mate? Good, boys. It is good to be on Sunday evening. Haven't we got a show for all the listeners out oh. there? Tonight? A bit going on. Um, I'm a little bit uh, tired myself, being away all week. I thought you guys were going to get a podcast out without me, but uh, got a little bit scared, I think, to to go without the soundboard because that makes the whole podcast, apparently. Uh, but no, you guys, we, we the, the truth is this guest that we have on, which we'll reveal in a second, he was very hard to pin down on any given night. He actually, when we asked him to be on, he set the terms of, of when to come on. So he held out until Sunday night. So that's why we're on. So apologies to everyone who was looking forward to this earlier but you've got this man to blame which we'll get on in a second but before we do let's get some news every newsman in this city's laughing at us and i don't like it and a bit of news to get through this week uh julio jones or julio hones to tampa bay um still on timos's roster i believe so had a bit of a nothing season last year there's a bit of life in Tampa Bay, you would think, and like every other player this uh, preseason, he's probably the best player that's ever existed of all time when you see the highlights, the one highlight of him catching a touchdown. So any thoughts on uh, on him landing in Tampa Bay, boys? Well, Hod, I think you were mentioning off-air just uh, the impact that has, ironically, with Tim holding Mike Evans as well, which I think is a pretty interesting discussion point. Um he obviously has both of those play, players in Tampa Bay. I think the sneaky winner out of all this is, Ben, you've maybe only got him for a one-year rental, but Tom Brady's value, I reckon, has to be as high, if not higher, than last year. So I think he's sort of the real winner, and we'll see what happens with Mike Evans, given in sort of redraft. Mike Evans is a second-round pick in redraft this year, which is pretty significant. Mm. Well, we we can't go without throwing it back to you, Keeney. You have a vested interest in this wide receiver core as well. Uh, Chris Godwin, looking like he's going to be healthy, but this has to eat into his targets if it eats into Evans as well. Yeah, yeah, it probably does. Um, I'm not sure when Godwin's going to be ready, to be honest. I mean, I had this situation with AJ Brown last year in, in Tennessee and Different QB, um, granted. So we'll see what happens. It's, you know, it can go it can go one of two ways, I guess, with the addition of, you know, an older veteran type. So we'll see what happens. Just the last one on Tampa. Uh, I didn't see it come through when it happened, but uh, Ryan Jensen, pretty important yes. part of that offense, the center. Um, Tom Brady's bum buddy. He <laughs> looked like he's done his knee. So mm-hmm. that's a huge loss for that offense. Uh, I think they'll be fine, but it can't go unnoted. No, and I think they've I think they've had another couple of injuries on the offensive line as well throughout the early stages of the um, training camp, but that's a massive one. He was carted off a couple of days ago, so I think it is pretty significant. You're right. Um, he's obviously a valuable piece to their offensive line. I guess the only positive there is it's happened, if there is, it's happened so early that they can make adjustments. You'd Rather that than it happening sort of midway or towards the end of the season. 
Well, speaking of adjustments, Leonard Fournette's rolling about 280 pounds at the moment. He could slot into centre. Yeah. I think he's dropped a few kilos, Leonard, since uh, since those sort of pictures were came out on Twitter. Didn't he look heavy? He looked like hot after a couple of pre-seasons or lacking two pre-seasons and rolling back <laughs> into food trading. Mate, I've never looked better. I'm flying. I'm no Lornette, that's for sure. Leonard would have gone to the coaches and said, stick me in the goal square at full forward, boys. <laughs> One out, kick it on me head. Did a Brendan Pavlova about it. <laughs> All right, next uh, bit of signing here is DK Metcalf. Signs an extension, which I think uh, there are a lot of people out there hoping that he would move on somewhere else. But, yeah, signs an extension with a QB room that consists of Geno Smith and who's the Drew other bloke? Drew Locke. That's yeah. right. So can't, I mean, just from the outset, it doesn't seem great for his value. Um, don't think and Tim Moss would be too happy with that. No, and I suppose from a, from a real life point of view, that's the whole reasoning behind sort of sitting out and getting paid up front because he realizes this year may not be a hugely fruitful one, but you'd think that Seattle, if, you know, or if it all goes to shit and they have a top five pick at the end of the year, that they'll likely look to address that position. And and I think still think DK is young enough to hold significant value from a dynasty point of view. Yeah, for sure. And this obviously a position; these receivers are um, prima donnas, for lack of a better term. And we've seen this time and time again when they get the bag, they typically. Um, take a foot off the gas. So this will be a pretty interesting year for Metcalf, I think, because it, it won't be very fruitful in the quarterback room. Uh, I think you'll be waiting for a year and hopefully Seattle, hopefully for Metcalf owners, Seattle mm-hmm. doesn't do too well and gets a young quarterback prospect in there because Metcalf's still young enough to obviously be an asset for many years. Well, Ben, do you have some thoughts on No, I was on? just going to say, Hod, you would uh, you'd clearly never be a wide receiver because you're the complete opposite whenever you get the bag. You definitely don't take the foot off. So <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say, but it was a three-year, 72 mil extension for DK there. Not too shabby, but not too shabby on top of this. Kyler Murray, my goodness. Five-year, $230 million contract extension. Another bloke who... Looked like he was chucking a bit of a hissy fit and trying to make his statement through Instagram and all that bullshit that players do at the moment where he was scrubbing his entire socials from anything Arizona-related in the off-season. And, uh, I mean, all that's worked out for him. He's also threatened a few times now, hasn't he, to just go to baseball. And, I mean, he has all that shit up his sleeve. But five years, $230 million. Do you think that this is going to help his production? Or is he the kind of bloke, do you think, that could maybe just go, oh, I got paid now, I'll... Uh, yeah, do a bit of the yeah. same. Don't know. It's a yeah. Not sure about Kyler. It's the the player empowerment though. It's once these players are, are good and have leverage, they can just literally ask for whatever they want. Um, another one from the straight cash homies here, Kyler Murray. So a bit of controversy around this contract. I'm not sure if you've seen it, Ben, but there was a big homework clause in there where he had to do at least four hours of. NFL study homework per week as part of the contract. No shit. And then Is that Ari- legit? Yeah, and they got <laughs> leaked out to the media. Um, and now now Arizona has scrapped it from his contract. So See, that to um, me is alarm bells right well, there. That they have to even put is. something like fucking that in for a bloke who should be the leader of a team. It is. And, and that's always been the whisper out of, 
you know, you hear sort of around the league, that's been his biggest problem. He sort of just rocks up and doesn't, you know, invest into that position as much as probably the the real pros do. Um, and it's a bit like uh, from a, you know, from an AFL point of view, there's a few players in the league that have diet-based incentives into their contract, which is a worry. Like if you have to, you know, yeah. earn money to get in shape as your job, your profession, that it does, there's a few red flags there for mine. Well, you mentioned leverage before, Keeney. Uh, I wonder who leaked that. If Kyler gets the mm. money and then just has to leak it to get rid of his homework, uh, it's the leverage is all with the players, I would have thought. Correct. And uh, speaking of the leverage being with the players, this is an interesting one. Debo Samuel is holding out now. Uh, clearly not happy with the contract talks that have been going there. He's... Similar to his talks with Lev Bell a few years back, plays two positions, wants to be paid accordingly as if he's being paid for two positions. That's never going to happen. I don't know why they even bother talking about that. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see where this one will end up. Yeah, and I think as history will show that these things get resolved before the season starts. It just happens every single time. And the DK Metcalf extension is going to be a pretty good guide for what the Niners are going to have to pay for Debo Samuel. Um, I would be surprised if he gets paid any less than what TK Metcalf has just been paid. So mm. we'll see what happens. But um, I can't remember the last wide receiver just to miss time because he was still holding out a contract. They they end up getting their money and, and the team moves on. And probably the biggest news, I reckon, of this whole <laughs> <laughs> film news. Old for last. Felipe Franks just transitioning oh, yeah. to tight end. Hod, as, a, uh, as the all-time Felipe owner... What do you feel about this news? And you love, a, you love a tight end as well, so this is like perfect. Boys, well, yeah. I mean, I know I know, Keeney is a big fan of Ramondre Stephenson, but Jesus Christ, Ramondre's in 3 Glenifer Avenue, I can tell you right now. <laughs> and let me just tell you, I, I sweated real hard about how much I had to spend on the big fella. And I saw a little wager go for, who was it? Kyle Rudolph, 12 bucks. And I figured, you know, Kyle Rudolph, he's a pretty established veteran, done a lot of good for this league. I'd have to spend at least $12 to get Felipe off all your hands. And sure enough, he landed back with the dingers. Keeney, I'll throw it to you, mate. Are you worried with being the Kyle Pitts owner? Are you worried about Felipe? Well, it's the first, mate, if truth be told, I was the one that told you big Felipe had, had switched over to tight end, mate. And then that got you up and about and... Uh... Yeah, you decided to spend 12 bucks on him. I can't believe you dropped him in the first place, for starters. Well, That's just blasphemy. I'll just I'll go back to last week. I obviously got excited about the Bayside Executioner's tight end room, but you can squash that now. My tight end room is full and ready to go. Well, you say that, and I don't know if we've got a grapevine segment uh, this week, Hod, but you were mentioning off-air that you've been – your trigger fingers have been active since our last pod – and maybe revolving around the trigger fingers around a tight end or two. Now, oh. there's also a trade in the works. So, yeah. I don't know. Hey! hey. <laughs> if you can reveal anything to the, to the listeners tonight. Yeah, the fingers have been active, but I'm not really getting anywhere with those uh, active triggers. So, yeah, stay tuned. I'm sure we'll get something done, but very wrapped to have the big man back at the team. You're saying the door's closed to the tight end? No, never. Never would say that. <laughs> All right. And uh, anyone who's have 
who still has their sleeper notifications turned on, has probably turned it off by now because the last week has been ridiculous in terms of all the updates of seemingly nothing. But uh, probably the biggest news is the old pup list. Let the dogs out. You know, like, who let the dogs out? Who, who? Who brought this guy along? <laughs> How many blokes are on the pup list to start this season off? Uh, it's above It's above average, isn't it? Like, I, I don't know. I can't remember last year, but it feels like... You know, at least every team's got five or six players mm. on the pup list at the moment. I didn't think it was like that last year, but I, have they changed the rules around that? Because I feel like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, for example, was on the pup list for like a day and then he came off and now he's training again. So I don't know what's... Yeah, what's whether there's there. like, I don't know, did they used to have a certain window that they had to stay on similar to like the IR rule? I'm not sure, but it does yeah. feel like it's like a revolving door at the moment with that pup list. Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? Uh, yeah, and obviously what goes with training camp is just the propaganda. Like I said earlier, the amount of players who are just looking their absolute best, training the house down. Um, yeah, I, I've lost track of the amount of guys who are going to be the number one overall pick in every redraft league. It's Yeah, it's good fun. It's especially the best when they, you know, all these players are getting touted about how good they're going to be and how great a season they're going to be. And they're at practice without any defenders and just like catching a ball down the sideline. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with uh, what's actually going to happen in the season. But there are some folk in our in our league, I reckon, that would get more excited than others. Oh, yeah. Well, and there are some folk in the Twitter sphere that, uh, we, you know, we know the ultra weed hater very well. And, and this <laughs> is the time of year that he probably doesn't sit on the podium and everyone comes to his level. But... He can just probably take a holiday for training camp, and then once the season starts, people quiet down. Then he pops back up. The weed leads the way. <laughs> and it is true, um, you know, if there are certain people in this league that do gravitate towards the training camp propaganda, it could not suit more the bloke that we've got on tonight. And I will introduce with a song for this man. And I could be referring to none other than the DFF. Welcome to the podcast, DFF. Thanks for having me, fellas. Look at Oddick dancing away there. Phoenix giving a little whip. Crack that whip. I'm going to have to turn down the old whippet song because it sounds like you're talking underwater right now. Uh, what uh, what microphone setup have you got today, DFF? I've just got the old. I've got a Samsung tablet here, Ben. The Samsung tablet. Okay, so it's not a Nokia 3310? No, no. See, I, I got this. I got this. It's brand new Samsung tablet. So if you don't like it, you can. I can kick me off. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> is it any coincidence? <laughs> Jesus, that's a great start. Is there any coincidence that the man who spends his lifetime mopping the floors of his factory is now underwater? He's broadcasting <laughs> live from the factory floor. Bit of a plumbing issue at the factory, Onik. Oh, I bet you do. <laughs> What, um, Stephanos, what was that uh, theme song all about, do you reckon? Well, do, you, do you relate to that at all? I was trying to work it out, but I actually can't work out why that was the theme song. So if you'd like to enlighten us, feel free. Us? Us? Who's us? Hold on. Have you got a guest on the podcast? <laughs> enlighten me. That, that probably uh, answers the question. <laughs> <Oy>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's uh, slip. It's fitting again. He's uh, you know, he's been on the honeymoon for a few months now, and that might be why he's also underwater. Where are you, DFF? Are you in Vanuatu or Fiji? Where have you been? 
No, I've just been in uh, sunny Keysborough. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Have you been in Keysborough lately, Hod? Uh, yeah, Keysborough or Keysborough? Keysborough. Uh, Keysborough. Keysborough. I just like that it's sunny when it's 10 minutes down the road and I'm not seeing much sun in our winter. <laughs> We're in summer over here. Yeah. Very All good. right. Well, let's uh, – before we – Before we kick off, I just wanted also to say that I was on this podcast about a year ago to, to date and uh, I did mention a year ago that the three of you uh, host a podcast show no championships between the three of you last year. A year has gone by and nothing's changed. Well, we, we can make it the four of us, you dickhead. <laughs> but do you know what I do think about three guys who host a fantasy podcast show? What? Nerd alert! <laughs> a sign of things to come, I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, didn't hear that. That was my nerd alert. I, yeah, we heard nerd alert from the bloke who's currently volunteered his time to come on said podcast as well. So Sunday night. Good, good <laughs> one. Well, hey, hey, there's a common theme with all of our guests. They're happy with their own work when they come on. Yeah, I'm always happy. I'm a happy guy. All right. Well, speaking of the other guests, any any feedback for uh, Jim, Manny, Papa or Scoot, the previous teams who have been on DFF? Oh, just before I speak to those three, I just wanted a quick shout out to my uh, my target audience. <laughs> I've got a very niche target audience, and that target audience would be people that are listening to this podcast that want to win consecutive championships. Not one in a row, not two in a row, not three in a row. Four in a row. Four championships in a row. Listen today. What are you talking about? I don't about? know. I've, you lost me. What? You haven't won four games in a row. <laughs> oh, no. I told you, Ben. You're going to have to edit this, mate. I'm sorry. You're going to be up all night. <laughs> Wait, are you? can I just backtrack? Are you referring to your, your niche audience is someone who will win four championships in a row? Yes. He leans into the microphone and sounds no louder, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so you're referring to Matty Mack. You think he's going to win the next three years? No. You're going to win from this year and then for four in a row. Potentially. So your target audience is you, is what you just <laughs> revealed. Okay, cool. Can, right. I, can I just get it? And this is not going to help the listeners, obviously, but can can we just confirm, Keysborough, is that nursing homes? Because you're in a rocking chair. You, you keep bopping back and forth. What are you doing? Why does your right hand go up every time you want to say something? We're not in fucking kinder. Uh, excuse me. The host is a primary school teacher and we do what we're told. That's right. My rules, it's, baby. It's a form of communication on a podcast, if you must know. But carry on. Yeah, you got your hand up, DFF, go. No, I don't have anything to say. Nope, that's a sign of things to come for this pod. All right, speak to Jim, Manny, Papa, Scoot. Go on, give us your thoughts. Jim, 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 Jim. Why'd you trade away your 2025 first? Unbelievable. Unbloody believable. He's just cooked himself for the next five years. Put a lie through it. Yep. 
Carry on. Keep going. Annie? Papagiris. He's, he's sold his soul. He's sold his soul. He's just traded away his, his core. A little line through him for a few years. Scoot. You know, he just sent me a nice bottle of Henschke. Oh, what? Henschke. Henschke. Because of why? Because I'm... Because Jamie Elliott kicked the wheel on Anzac, uh, not on Anzac, man. Hey. <laughs> Whatever round it was, unbelievable. What about Great what service. about Manny or, for Manny or his mum? Either one. Oh, Manny just rambled. I didn't know what he was talking about after a while, but it was. <laughs> I would have thought you could relate. <laughs> 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 All right, well, um, apparently this has turned into just come on and have a stand-up comedy routine pre-written. DFFs was a little bit unrehearsed, unlike Pappas, but uh, we got there in the end. Let's give a recap, DFF, just in case you forgot how shit your first two seasons were in this league. Doubled my wins. Doubled my wins, mate. Doubled your wins. Well, let's get into that because yeah, in 20... I said more than doubled my wins in two years. That's good. Well, I look <laughs> Here we go. He's happening. up there. <laughs> I look forward to another bet that's about to come out because if you Hang think on. you're going to get 10 wins... You guys talk about these bottom finals that doesn't exist in Dynasty. I came third last last year. Well done. Congrats. Do you want, you. Do you want a pat on the back or...? With Waddle on the... I can pat you on the back uh, with a bottle if you want. Uh, waddle. Jalen Waddle. waddle. Yeah. I don't Surprise care. Surprise he's still not out. I'm surpri- I was going to talk about that, uh, Stephanos. Surprise he's come off the taxi squad. Why Why would that be? Because I'm ramping right up now. Are you, are you, I'm going to win the Divi this year. Mark are you in it? Is there, a, is there a buddy bet involved on winning the Divi? Whoever wants it. Can we get it? I'll, wow. get, on, I'll get on that. You you to not win the division. I'll, is that all it needs to be? That's but, a fucking easy well, bet for me. <laughs> Can we get a price check on the Henschke, please? <laughs> <laughs> Is that can I, take? can I do can I do two bets with you right now, DFF, since you're in the betting mood? No. Okay. Well you must uh, be bullish on your team then if that's the case. He doesn't believe it. He doesn't believe it. Alright, well I'll give you time to mull over it because I'll I'll read over just your first season. Two and eleven on the season with a win percentage of fifteen percent. An expected win percentage. Now DFF We've spoken about the expected win percentage. Do you understand how it works? Yeah. Do you want me to recap for everyone else just in case? (laughs) I will. I'll recap for everyone else who didn't understand it. It is if you went up head-to-head with every other person in the league every single week, how many games you would have won and lost. Now, in the first season, you would have won 34, lost 109, which would have given you a win percentage of 24%. So you actually went under your expected win percentage. So unlucky. pretty unlucky in your first season there. Uh, and the middle of the road, strength of schedule, um, pretty low points for there. So that was your first season. You did, you missed out on the number one pick. You missed out on your boy, Trevor, that you scouted long and hard for for many, many years. Uh, and then you went into last year and you said, I will double my wins. And you did more than that. Five and nine, as you pointed out earlier, more than doubled. Mm. But your expected win... 34 wins, 120 losses. So you actually came out with 
a worse expected win percentage in your second season, but doubled your actual win. So do you think there's a bit of fool's gold there in your team and you're you're starting to go head on for a team that's arguably worse than the first season, which only had two wins? Oh, I think I went and drafted two quarterbacks last year who should develop this year and take the next step. Also drafted Waddle and... Um, the wide receiver from Arizona, I forgot his name. Rondale Moore. Rondale Moore. He's a valued so, wide receiver at the DFF, clearly. <laughs> just went blank there. I'm sorry, Ben. It happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then adding Brees Hall, Kenny Pickett, just bringing all these young guys, high-performing young guys in through the ranks. I'm happy with where I'm at. All right, we'll get into uh, your positions and break them down one by one. You've just given us a bit of a highlight reel of who you are keen on. Keeney's got some, uh, just got some breakdowns here from your first two seasons. You just, you've picked out some highlights, Keeney, and I'm interested just to share it with Steph and everyone else. There's some, yeah, there has been some, some highlights with the, the DFF through the first oh, couple of years. It's going to be the most lopsided statistics of all time. Mate, well, stats, no, just, stats don't lie. Uh, they're just they're just facts which are interesting. So you've won seven games, two and eleven first year, five and nine the last year. Four of the seven have been by under five points. You are the luckiest league member through two years I've ever seen. You won a game last year by point oh six. Don't forget that. And I think you're not caught off by one or by four. Pod. Hello. Yeah, you you uh, bringing up old wounds here. I am. I'll get on with it then. I'm just thinking, like, he's is he getting carried away with where the squad's at? Well, no, not at there's all. Uh, yeah, there's there's I think there's some segues into later in the episode for that talk, but it's ironic that the side that this man and the host follow in the AFL are having a quite a similar season. Mm to what you're speaking of with the DFF. Very lucky. Very yeah. fortunate. Very close. So you suggesting the DFF's going to win 10 on the trot? Well, this year? well yeah, 10 yeah. championships. Exactly. That's what he said. <laughs> I will I will say one thing about the... We talked about Steph being bullish about him winning the division this year and um, potentially a wager. Not sure how confident he is. But one thing, Steph... That is going your way. You've won seven games in two years. Five of them have been against division members. So you've got your division well and truly covered. You've you've knocked your record against Camo is three and one. The great yeah. San Diego demon. He can't get past you, mate. And so if he's the favourite. Why don't you believe I can win the divi then, Chris? Because I'd love a bet with you, mate. I just love one. I'm trying to get you all juiced up for a little bet, mate. <laughs> I've got your first round pick next year, Christopher. I'm just picking at the top of the first again. I'm just tickling your nuts, mate. I'm just tickling away. (laughs) Jesus. Get the henchki out. (laughs) Might need a bit more than the henchki if you're tickling his hodlers. Now, let's, um, Benjamin, let's move to something that Steph does very well year to year, and that is. Make some, make some moves in the off season. Um, he's mm. been once again another big year for you, Steph, in the off season. 
you know, last two years in a row, worst team in the league for two years running and just did nothing in the off-season. Can you run us through why you've done nothing for two years? The DFF's number one rule, number one rule to secret of success. Yep. Trade as little as possible. I love, I love that it was a secret two seconds ago, and now it's out there for the world. Why, why is that? What's the thinking behind it? What's the thinking behind your secret to success there? Give us some hard evidence. Because I've seen the way you guys trade with the likes of Jim, seen the trade offers old Tim McMahon sends through, old Global Shop Direct. You know that channel on fucking <laughs> Global Shop Direct? Pretty good. Buy a digital air fryer and get a set of steak knives. Old Sham Wow. The only thing with Tim McMahon, you get the digital air fryer, it doesn't have a power cord. <laughs> and the steak knives are blunt. <laughs> Very good, mate. But isn't when you get a trade done, aren't both parties happy and both parties improving their team when a trade gets successfully uh, put through? You don't have to. You don't have to loop yourself up, mate. Like you're allowed oh, to do a trade that makes sense for you. Counter as well. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> but with the trades that are coming through to me, none of them are fair. So. So that's what the counter button's for. I would have thought. No, I just I just lose trust in you. Is there any truth to you only thinking of a trade if you have thought of it first? Have you ever considered a trade that has been presented to you that you haven't come up with? Uh, yeah, I was the first one to trade in the league. Remember, I turned uh, one of my picks in the uh, startup draft, who was Ridley, into Jalen Waddle. Let's not forget that, Ben, but you three seem to have... Ah, actually, you know what? You've uncovered something here. So your trades only involve numbers. You're too emotionally Correct. attached to names and players. Correct. That's what I'm hearing right now. That's what I'm reading between the lines with DFF. There's a, there's a bit of that. I, I do get a little bit of an emo, um, emotional connection to my team. I can see a tear just welling up in your eyes. You speak about your players. And, and one of these is with the great man here, old Brody Hoddick, in this off-season, at the very, very early stages before our rookie draft, you traded some numbers again. Hod, talk us through how this went down. Well, what I'm hearing there uh, is that he obviously values trust in trading and he's just not getting it from many people. But did he come to me very handsomely and honestly and forward-coming he was? Talk us through how long did you come up with that proposal, DFF, when you came to me and you just had it? You had me. Oh, well, I knew I wanted a pick pre-lottery. The guy with small was, hands. Pickett was, was always there, and I didn't think I'd be able to get him with Camo getting the number three and me under the number four. So I had to leapfrog him, and that's exactly what I did. And I, I offered you some, some early stuff, and you didn't bite. And then I chucked in that. Uh, 2023 20, 20, second, and you bit. Well, now I know you own Camo with the three and one record, but I don't think it's fair to throw him into this draft. It was Manny. It was Manny that was like the leapfrog. My apologies. Camo didn't yeah. have a pick in the whole draft. Now, and w- w- while while we bring Manny up, now you two are obviously very close from draft night. You you did some trade talks and really connected. Can you talk us through? 
What happened when he walked in, didn't even get a chance to say hello to everyone, you whipped him off to the bathroom, not for what we thought? <laughs> well, I knew, he, I knew he needed a quarterback, so why not offer him the number two pick? And, and what was it that you were trying to get out of that? In all sincerity, so you, you moved up. So what did you do? So you went from four to two, oh. and you sort of moved from two to back out to th- second rounder, back out to a third rounder, threw in an extra second rounder. What did you want to get out of Manny to, for him to grab that 102? It was two firsts, consecutive firsts. So the 103 and the 105 or something? Yeah, something like that. Well, it's a two middle middle first, yeah, okay. When um when you first went to Hod with this trade, were you always thinking about on trading to Manny on the night, or was this if it was to pan out awesome and you were always happy taking uh, Kenny Pickett? No, no, no. I was I was very happy to take Pickett, but I was just offering it to Manny because he needed a quarterback, so I was going to try to get as much as back as possible. Interesting. I think, I think Kenny Pickett's going to be a really good player in this league. Well, it's interesting that three, three minutes prior you said you don't trust people doing trades and then you'll, you, that's what you wanted to do. Yeah, but he was going to get a really good player. He probably didn't trust you. Well, bad luck. We didn't trade. Whose bad luck is it? The guy with small hands. If, um, if Manny did, for whatever unknown reason, bite on that trade... Who would you have, who would you have picked at three DFF? I'm actually really high on Christian Watson. I know he's I know he's um, injured at the moment or struggling with some sort of injury, but yeah, I'm really high on him. I think Aaron Rodgers turned Devontae Adams, who was a second round pick, into a star. So I don't know why he can't do it again with Watson. That's a big uh, big call. I like that. Who, who um, did Manny end up getting Watson? Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay. Um, I had a quick question. Now, through throughout the league, I think we all understand that when Jim puts through a trade, often Thais is the one that says, look, if you can just run it past me before you send that through, <laughs> that'd be that'd be great. I'm, I've heard that before. I just, with the trade you made with Hod, did, did Laura get involved at any point or just for approval? What Run, run us through that. I don't know. I'm the sole proprietor here at the DFF, mate. I don't, I don't outsource my intelligence. I don't know. Ah. Off air, you had this to say. The flowers blossom in spring, face. <laughs> oh, Always and forever. <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Well, uh, there's not much to go about your roster changes. You essentially got in that one trade here, but... We've broken down what that has turned into. So essentially your trade here has been you've traded in Kenny Pickett and Grant Calcaterra for yeah. Traylon Burks, Isaiah Spiller, and a 2023 20, second. Now, a bloke who likes names more than numbers, now that they are names, are you happy with old Grant Calcaterra over Isaiah Spiller and a 2023 20, third? Second, sorry? Yeah, well, I've got Brees Hall. So I... You were always getting him. Yeah, but I really ramped, my, ramped up my running back room with him. I didn't really want to get a running back late or early in that second round. So I was never going to take Spiller. So I wanted to trade back into that later round. And I was pretty high on Grant Calcaterra. I think Philly's done some pretty good jobs with some tight, tight ends recently. So 
you know, and Earth score now. I think we like running that two tight end set, so I think you'll get a lot of looks. Where was he drafted in the NFL draft? Sorry? Where was he drafted in the NFL draft? Was he like a third? I think. Fourth round. Was he drafted? He was drafted, yes. Okay, fourth round. I'll make a note. Why is that? Why do you just checking? Grant Calcaterra, but you've got Cole Komet. I'm very high on Cole this year, as you know. I've copped a lot of stick from the old Cole, but I'm pretty sure it's going to turn a lot of doubters, prove a lot of doubters wrong in the near future. Now, now, everyone knows here I'm a fan of a tight end. Is Cole on the table there, Stefan? (laughs) Do you want him on it? I'm just, just saying if he's on the table. I know you're... You're infatuated with names, and he's right up the top of your list. You're the one of the guys that gave me stick for drafting him. So, inquire within, for sure. But right now, he's not on the table. You're not the first person that Hod's tried to give you stick to. I'll give you that. Especially in the tight end area. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh, God. All right. Well, we've spoken a lot about trades here, but uh, you've made two. I, I, did, I did one more trade. You missed. Yep. That I traded to get back into the first round with Thais on Peace. draft night. Oh yeah. What was so that I'll again? Be, be, so I picked two seconds. No, actually, what was it? It was he wanted one of my my third, and I gave him two seconds. That's, so a third last year and two seconds coming up for the first round. Finished first. Yeah, and he'd just done a snow globe full of fucking white dust before you did it. <laughs> he gave it a good shake. Uh, happy with that trade, thank you. Oh, I would have been too. You took advantage. Talking about us taking advantage of people, you just ripped into <laughs> Thais when he couldn't see and got, hey, Thais, press accept, would you? Ben the bed, Ben. <laughs> yes. Oh. Is that, what, is that what they have said to you, DFF? I'll see you in the oh. bed, DFF, and you just went in there and nailed him. <laughs> he came to me for a trade, thank you, Chris, and I said, this is what it would have to be, and he was happy. Oh, he got he his was... man and his two picks next year. I he don't was... think it was that lopsided. He was very happy, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> and, there's a, mate, there's a reason we're trying to amp up the trade volume here from the DFF. If we go back two years, boys... The mm. DFF had Zach Ertz on his roster. Now, Hod, this this comes back to you, Matt. He's he's offloaded Zachy Ertz to Hod. Ended up getting the one hundred and one sort of lottery setup for Zach Ertz two years ago. That's got to be one of the trades of the the league so far in its short existence. That's why you should be doing it more often, Steph. No, because trying to I'm pump doing, you up, mate. I'm doing the roster, Chris. It takes time. You work in. Roster management, as a profession, you should understand that it takes time to build a roster. Now, that net-net is concerning, Kenny. <laughs> but I, I'm going to take myself back to when that happened. And knowing that the DFF does his best work under the influence, as seen on draft night, I'm pretty sure we did that on Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. DFF. Now, what is going on? In your oh. world, if you are under the influence at 2 p.m. on a Tuesday. <laughs> you came to me for that trade, honey. That was all on you. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. 
Oh, well, I think you've now got a new slogan, DFF. The DFF wasn't built in a day, clearly with trades like that. Uh, I'm with Keeney. Trade more. Clearly, you've got a knack for it. You, oh, you're I don't not... care if you're with or not. I'll, I'll build my roster at my pace. All right. I look forward to your championship in 2030. No, it's happening this year. We're having bets on it. <laughs> bets that he doesn't want to commit to. Set him a chance. All right. What about What about like... Over so how many games is for fourteen games? What if what if the over under seven and a half? Would you would you take the over for the DFF this year? What do you, hang on. Let me just step in. It's simple math, boys. He won five games, he's doubling his wins again, he's ten and four, and he's No, no, because he said I'll go two, then four, then eight. So I'm setting it at seven and a half. Give me the seven and a half. You like the over? You going the over? Yeah. I'm back my roster. I'm back yeah. my roster management. I'll take the under. Let's go. Is that a bet? <laughs> you willing to have it? Yep. All right, done. Is that? Did I hear that? You're betting three large caramel henchies? <laughs> <laughs> that's a niche gag, but it's a good oh, one. Oh, that's a great one. All right, let's uh, let's move on. We, we can iron right, out. Hang on, hang on. Just be quickly before we move on. Are, we, are you on that as well, Todd? Huh? Are you on this as well? No, I'm I'm quietly on board the DFF no, track this year. Having, so yeah, but I'm not having a bet with you because that's tampering. You're in my division. The other yeah. two. All right. Oh, can I was I... going to say Ben's definitely in. I was going to say if you want to be in with me, I'm happy to go in. Otherwise, if you don't really, then I, I'll I'll let it go. It's up to you. Can I also double down and say that you won't win the division? Can we have that bet too? No. Okay. So you don't, you're not that bullish. Let's move on to your QB room, which is always uh, heavily spoken about. You have got young Proving. Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Jimmy G with the unknown G spot at the moment, mm. Sam Darnold and Kenny Pickett. Forever unknown. <laughs> Give five, us... Five starting quarterbacks there soon. Soon. Really? Yeah, okay. Where's, um, where do you want Jimmy G to end up, Matt? I want him to end up at Tampa. Ooh, that's a cool answer. I don't mind that I one. I want him to end up at Tampa Bay. With Tommy Brady. Tom wouldn't allow that yeah. this year. He pushed him out of New England. It's a good answer. I like that one. Thank you. Where else could he go that would be interesting? Well, the obvious one's Seattle, but the only way I reckon he'll get there is if they release him. I don't reckon San Fran will want to trade with Division. Seattle. Yep. I think I think you nailed something there, Ben. Um, if he went to Tampa, Tom Brady would play another ten years just so that Jimmy G doesn't get a game. I, I hope he goes to Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, well, did they really not see eye to eye that much? Was it really bad? Was it? I thought it was more. Well, if he goes, there was. Wherever he goes, he'll want to be the starter, surely. He wouldn't want to go somewhere where he's going to sit for a year and be back up again. He's not that young. I'm, uh, uh, going back to the New England piece, Keeney, I'm pretty sure that um, Belichick was a pretty big Garoppolo fan and Brady did not like that and forced a hand. But yeah, okay. that's anecdotal. Sure is. All right, well, Trey Lance is the talk of the town. How bullish are you on him at the moment, DFF? What, what are your predictions for the outcomes of Trey Lance this season? I reckon definitely will be a top 10 QB. Definitely. Ooh. Ooh. 
Yeah, I think that's. I don't think that's overly controversial. If he plays sixteen games, he will, for sure. He's got an, think, he's got an unbelievable offense. Think so, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Jalen Hurts was QB three last year, and he's, you know, similar skill set. I I would have thought. Mm. Did you boys see that interesting stat that? If you extrapolated Lance's games to 16 last year, <clears throat> he would have beaten Lamar's MVP year <laughs> rushing attempts by 57 or something. Wasn't his yeah. rushing yards something ridiculous as well, if you extrapolated it? I did see. Yeah. It was more the attempts, though. It just yeah. shows how much he runs. And obviously, that always translates to fantasy success. Um, yeah. I actually think Trey Lance has got a higher floor than sort of maybe others on your in your QB room. I think the big one for you, Zach Wilson, and how he goes in year two uh, at the Jets, I think they obviously, what they've done has been really good in the offseason in terms of they've put some nice weapons around him. So you've got to be pretty bullish about him this year, mate. Yeah, I'm pretty bullish about Zach. He's had a pretty... uh, We've been in the spotlight a bit in social media lately, but more worried about how he goes on the field for for myself rather than off the field. Sorry, Dev. Have I, I missed all that? What did he do? Actually, don't know what he did. I just see a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of uh, tw- Twitter posts about him and some old duck. I thought some he's old duck. His jobs, <laughs> his jobs usually to avoid the sack, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, uh, CJ Uzuma, I think he's going to be a big help for uh, for Zachy Wilson. Garrett Wilson, I think he's going to be a good acquisition. I think they built well around with the O-line with him. Um, they took that big left tackle, who I think they've moved to right tackle this year. Mackay. Mackay Becton. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, their, their offensive line is, is looking and pretty who, good. Who's, and who's their right guard? I'm really high on him too. Not sure. They took him, it was like picks seven or eight last year. So I think, I think oh, the building. Vera Tucker. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Have you, uh, have there been any inquiries about the great Elijah Moore to, to really stack it up for your good self? I know Jake's got him and you had the chance to draft him, I think, but you chose Rondale Moore instead. What are your thoughts 12 months on from that decision? I'm quite happy with it. I think Rondale Moore, who I forgot his name before, uh, I think he's going to be a very a, a good asset there in Arizona because uh, Christian Kirk left. So, and DeAndre Hopkins is out for the first six weeks, so he's going to get a lot of targets. Hopefully, that's the plan. They did add Hollywood Brown, but let's ignore that. But uh, the other exciting piece of the Jets is the big fella. The big fella, Steph. Pick one in the rookie draft. Breezy baby. Yeah, I'm very excited to add Brees to the DFF. Just w- welcome with open arms down there. I think he's going to uh, be a three down back, and he's going to get a lot of a lot of uh, work in the the run game, obviously, and also he's going to get a few passes from Zach. So I think uh, he's going to be a very very big contributor to my future success. Well. It's a good point you make, future success, because if we can talk about the running backs here, oh yeah, it's your, it's by far your strongest unit, Ooh. and we always liken the running backs to a short shelf life. So I want to ask, do you have a much quicker success timeline to what probably the rest of the league sees the DFF as? 
Stefan. Oh, well, running backs do have a short, short of uh, shelf life. That that is true, Oddie. But I don't think I'm. I think my uh, my wide receiver room is severely underrated. I've got a, a lot of good wide receivers sitting there in my uh, in my depth chart. So time will tell. If I if I can just swing it back to the running backs, can we answer the question on the running backs, not <laughs> wide receivers? Yeah. So what, what would you exactly want to know, Oddie? Well, just just around your running back unit is really strong. It's one of the best, if not the best, in the league, or probably youngest best unit. Um, do ha, realistically, how quickly are you going to see success with this list and that strong running back group? I think this year, I think DeAndre Swift's going to have an unbelievable year this year. I've got a lot of high hope for DeAndre. Um, Damian Harris, I think he'll beat out Stevenson in New England, so I think I'll have another, you know, heavy workload back down there. Obviously, Clyde, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a bit of a touch and go. We'll see what happens there, but, you know, he was on the physically unable to perform list for one day, so I'm not too worried about him being healthy for week one, but whether he gets that starting gig, we'll wait and see. Um, and then Brees Hall, I just think, you know, I'm going to have him in I'm going to start in week one. I think yep. it's it's a no brainer. I think he's going to be a superstar. Have you have you got two top ten running backs this year in your? Yeah, squad? DeAndre Swift will be top three. I reckon. Wow, Akers. You could have three. Yeah, I forgot about Cam. Cam Cam's Cam's going to be a well. It's like a new recruit for you. He's proved all the data's wrong. Coming back from an Achilles injury, hasn't he? He hasn't proved anything. Well, he hasn't yet, done anything could, yet. But... He could be a new recruit for the DFS yeah. this yeah, year. Proved a lot wrong, mate. He's come back in record time for a running back with an Achilles injury. How many games has he played? Well, he played in the Super Bowl. It was a bloody good effort. That's true. Um, this is a dynasty show from all reports, but just if I can touch on redraft here, gents, how high do you reckon Brees Hall's going to go for, especially to the DFF? He is going to... He's going to want him on his roster. You can just sense it in the way he's talking about him. He's going to put a $60 bid to open it up for him. <laughs> I'm going to bid that shit right up. There's, uh, <laughs> this is some collateral damage here, I think. <laughs> I'll, give you a, I'll give you a bit of grapevine action for the other. Yeah, thing. please do. You're, in, you're in, included in this grapevine, Chris. I don't want any comment from you yet, but Mr. Well, Kate offered me uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor. For, for oh, yeah. pick one and DeAndre Swift, who I politely declined. So that, that hasn't uh, been aired yet, but for the listeners out there, there you go. Did you, so what, you thought that was massive unders for you? Why did you quickly decline that? You didn't want to even oh, open negotiations? Uh, just, I, I, I think DeAndre Swift himself could have a better season than Taylor. So why would I give the pick one as well? Yeah, fair. I don't know, J, JT and uh, Brees Hall would be a pretty good combo. No, well, not when I have to give up the pick one. Yeah, it wouldn't have been, wouldn't have been Brees. Oh, that would have been for the 101. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Correct. no, that's fair. Um, all right, well, let's move to your wide receiver room here because you, you've, in answering Hod's running back question, you quickly sidestepped your running back room. You've got the names like Waddle, who hasn't been 
you, you've been playing hard to get with Waddle. You've just sat him on the bench. He's been in your doghouse. You didn't even give him a bench spot. He's been on your uh, taxi squad. Darnell Mooney sits there. He's had all the hype in the world since you drafted him. Hunter Renfro, the bloke who looks like a 40-year-old at the age of 24. He's just uh, coming into his own skin. Rondell Moore, you forgot his name. Tyler Boyd, Tim Patrick, Russell Gage, LaVisca, Chenault, Brian Edwards, Quez Watkins, and who could forget Cole Beasley. He's just sitting there pretty on your roster. Give us some of your thoughts, your highlights, your, your feels on this squad. I think it's a very underrated squad, to be honest. Hunter Redfro is a superstar. He's one of the best route runners in the league. He puts cornerbacks on ice. Um, you know, with Adams there, they're going to have to put a lot of attention on Adams and Waller, and I think he's going to have a better year this year than he did last year. So Hunter Redfro, he's going to get a lot of looks in my squad. Um, Russell Gage, I think Tom Brady really, really likes this guy. Um I know they've just signed some big wide, big name wide receivers, but you know I've, I've got high hopes for for Russell Gage. Um, I mean, good reports like, about Timmy Patrick, mate. Yeah, Timmy Patrick. That's another. He's, he's, he's obviously got an upgrade at, at quarterback, so he he could uh, he could be up there with some uh, nice points scored for myself. But I know he's got some uh, you know really good uh, wide receivers there who's going to get a lot of looks too. So. You know, I think my wide receiver room doesn't have some of the big names that the other teams do, but I think it can put up some of the some big points. Now, talk to us about the Bears. You're obviously high on Cole Komet. Is there enough room for Darnell Mooney to be a superstar as well in that offense led by uh, Fields? 100%. I think those two... Uh, so obviously, I, I think Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet are going to be the, the, the two top receiving scorers in that team in um, this coming off um, coming season. So obviously, Justin Fields, going to, a young quarterback, is going to want to use his tight end a bit. So I think Cole coming into his third year is going to get a lot, a lot of targets. And you know, he didn't score in the end zone last year, but you know, he put up 600 yards, and I think he'll probably. Don't add another 400 to that and a few touchdowns. So that's going to be a, a good, good little third season for him. Well, that's enough for me, boys. I've given you a 101 in the past. I'll give you another one. I'll, yeah, you have it. Cole Komet for a 2023 first. <laughs> Is this a live trade offer? You love tight ends. My God. What's your obsession? Well, I'd rather it than a loose end, wouldn't I? Yeah, and you're a big look. Let's let's not uh, shy away from the fact you're a big Darnell Mooney man. Yourself, I am. Uh, I am. I I jumped on board that in redraft last year, and I think I, I the only concern I have is the offense in general, and it's it's a small bucket I think, and but I am very high on Darnell Mooney, the talent. Uh, I just don't know where the opportunities or how many and will lead to what. Yeah. And of course he was Mr. Irrelevant. The last pick in the initial startup draft from the DFF turned out to be an inspired pick in the 25th round, if you don't mind. Yes, it was a great pick. If you actually went through uh, the dynasty chat where I spent a lot of my time and uh, see what I wrote, I said, pick 300 will be a superstar. Not up for trade. Just like, no, 
Just like Keeney with his stats, you tend to pick out the highlights and forget about the other parts there as well. I'm sure there are a few other outlandish comments that have fallen by the wayside. Brian Edwards, the baller. You're already putting a line through him. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) What, What could you get for him in a trade? He's not up for trade. I don't trade. Yeah, you wouldn't get anything for him. <laughs> All right, just quickly, your tight end room, which actually, how do you read through the tight end? This is your specialty now. Go through the uh, the other tight end names that is on the DFF list. Well, what better way to finish my Sunday night than read a bunch of tight ends? Oh. Uh, well, we've got the... <laughs> before you do, before you do, mate, can we get that? Was that a serious trade before? Serious trade offer? Cole Komet for a 2020... Three first. You've got, you've got your your own and DFS. Is that right? Correct. Was that a fair income trade live on air? Because I think that's got. It seems got some juice. Seems very juicy to me. One way or the other. Was, yeah, what, a, how serious are we talking here? Not serious. It's, I mean, it is juicy, but it's not that juicy enough that I'd go ahead with that. No. But he said, "Inquire within, and I'll inquire with anyone's tight end room." That's what you heard first on the pod. But don't, don't offer something you're not going to accept. Well, he didn't accept it. Yeah. He's, yeah. Didn't, you wouldn't accept that, Steph. Why would I? Because right right. yeah, we'll a fair on. point. As sound logic. Um, you, didn't, you didn't come up with it. That's why you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. no, it's, not, it's not about that at all. I, I don't Seems need to train him. I, I'm not super heavy at tight ends, and I think he's going to have a great year. So... You're in the window. Well, we could argue you are super heavy. You've got a couple of pretty solid yeah, teams. Six of them. We've got Mike Gesicki and Cole Komet leading the way. I think they're two pretty healthy names in that area. Can we get another top something finish for those two? Can one of them get in the top five, Steph? Gesicki would be the chance to get in the top five. I don't think Komet's equipped well enough yet to be top five. But... Um, so, yeah, I think Kasiki's going to have a quite underrated year. They've, obviously, Miami rate him very highly. They put the franchise tag on him. So, so you could get a, a first-round pick for your number two tight end, you're saying? Yeah, but is there, well, can you see any value in me trading for, for a first-round pick next year, Ben? Like, well, if it turns into Brees Hall, someone of that calibre, yeah. Can I ask? Or Jonathan Taylor? <laughs> or Jonathan Taylor, yeah. That's what that he would have been. Some, a fair bit of merit to it, I would have thought. Or Kenny Pickett. Or Trey Lance. Sorry, do you want to kick up? Zach Wilson. Before I That's where they come from, Steph. Rooms, you peanut. Um, what I'm hearing there is Camo would be licking his lips hearing this because Steph's obviously very high on Jalen Model. We know the talent that Tyreek Hill is. And then you've got a potential top five tight end in the Gesicki. Tua must be bloody going off the charts this coming season. He's going to be, he has to be top five if all of those are going to be. Uh, uh, there's another place Jimmy G might end up hot in the in, after the first few rounds. Oh, Jesus. They're not high on Tua. I'm, I'm not specifically high on Tua, no. But, but you're high on Waddle and high on Gesicki. Because you think Jimmy G's going there? This is all working out nicely. 
you can still get a lot of receptions and be a sh- and have a shit quarterback. Jameis Winston did it in Tampa Bay a few years. It's QB five, wasn't he? Yeah, he had fantasy season. I would have thought if he's going to sustain some top end players, it would usually impact on his fantasy results. Well, this Miami talk has fizzled right out, so I may as well fizzle out your tight ends with Grant Calcaterra, <laughs> Dan Arnold, and Bryson Hopkins to round out the room. But I think that, I that think last this one you mentioned there, Hodick, he was an underrated performer in that Super Bowl. You just you just watch him. What about Kylan Granson? The Texans. Is he one. the Texans guy? He's all right. No, that's us. Oh, is it? No, Colts. Yeah, he's good. He is good, but he's now our third tight end behind Big Mo Ali and Jelani. So, oh, yeah. You name a tight end, boys. I've got a scouting report on it. Don't you worry. (laughs) Jesus. I haven't invested heavily with my draft capital and tight ends, but I've uh, I've got some high hopes for my tight ends this year. Uh, We all do. We all do, boys. That will round out the position for the DFF the best position known to man. I'll tell you what, boys, after going sort of through each line, you could you could certainly mount a case for the DFF this year, couldn't you? Put it this way, Chris. Let, let, let me put it to you this way. <laughs> I added two first-round picks this year. I added two first-round picks the year before. And I had Jalen Waddle on my taxi squad the whole year. So pretty much this year coming into my roster... I've got three first-rounders. And Cam Akers. And Cam Akers. So, say what you want. I was saying, I was, I was being positive, mate. I wasn't joking. I said, you go through each line, and if Trey Lance hits, you know, I think you need one of your other QBs to hit, which is probably the big question mark I've got. Your second QB probably needs to hit. I love your running back room. It's hard not to. Your wide receivers... You'd need like a Mooney or a Waddle to have a really good year. Renfro, I think, solid. Um, and your tight ends, if Cole Komet can have a good year, or Jacecki, there's there's a, there's definitely an argument for the division there. Seven That's what I'm saying. Bank it in. I wouldn't bank it in, but I'm just saying I, I think there's definitely a um, a good case that you've got. Camo's team's also strong, so I think he's the main contender in your division. I don't know what your Camo's thoughts are. I had a good look at Camo's team, and I did some analysis on it, and I, yep. and I could see he's... His starting core is very strong, but his depth, I don't know about his depth, but anyway, we'll see what happens. few injuries, and the DFF will be there to swoop, and you've got a 3-1 and one record against him. Correct, and here's some more grapevine action for you. He came up to me and tried to give me the old good tag, whatever you pronounce his last name. <laughs> <laughs> Who was it? Good and tag. Tag Magoa. <laughs> That's, uh, I don't think that's anything out of the ordinary for Camo, though, in fairness. He tried, to get me, he tried to get Lance off me. Did he? Tried, yeah. to, tried to grab your Lance? What? Straight swap? No, no, no. I was a running back in there, too, but I said, I politely declined, because what's the key to success, boys? You Not offering trading. the trade no first. <laughs> <laughs> what a question. Now, can I, I'm just looking at Camo's roster here. Uh, where doesn't he run deep? In particular, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll get it up. Well, no, but about just look at his list. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, oh. 
Well, I'll, I'll reel them off. I thought you did analysis. Shouldn't this be on the... Shouldn't you have yeah, this ready? Hang on a second. I'm not, I'm, a dick. I'm not a photographic memory. Just bear with me, Ben. Well, neither do, neither do I, but... It's, well, he's got, he's got two a feather boa. Mm-hmm. That was one. <laughs> I'm just saying, look, James Connor, already no. his bench. Chase Edwards. Dontre well, Hillard. Darrell Williams. Jarrett Peterson. Alan Robinson. <laughs> Robbie Anderson. <laughs> Kill Larry, Denzel Mims. That's not a great bench. I admit he has a very strong starting lineup, but look at his bench. I, I'll go at it from a different angle rather than just looking at his bench. You go three quarterbacks deep: Herbert, Tua, Tevafoa, Boa, <laughs> Matt Ryan. So he's, he's look, most teams have. You probably want one more if you're a contender, but three's okay. Javante Williams, J.K. Dobbins, Antonio Gibson, James Conner, Chase Edmonds. That's five running backs, fairly strong. And then C.D. Lamb, D.J. Moore, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, and Rob, Robbie Anderson, you could say, as a sixth option at wide receiver. I, I think that's fairly healthy with Hawkinson, and Gerald Everett. I'll In- put it to you this way, Hodick. If you had my roster, would you trade it for that roster? For- yes! <laughs> you would. What, of course I would. Straight swap of rosters. Is that what you're Hold doing? on. Hold on. Camo trades, though. Isn't the key to success not trading? Yeah. Yes. And the answer is yes, I would do a direct swap of rosters if I was you. I wouldn't. Clearly. I like it. Yeah. I, like, I don't, this, this brings me back to my question earlier. I think your timeline is a little different to the league's. Uh, and I think that sums that up. I think Camo's a serious contender, and I like your I like where your list is at. I think it's middle of the road at the moment, but I think Camo's in the upper echelon. So, sorry to bring you down, mate, but I would definitely take Camo's over yours. All right. Well, I'll prove you wrong. I love it. We have a bet. <laughs> no, no. I'll just just get me on as a special guest later in the year and I'll just sit there and tell you. All right, when you hit win number eight for the season, you're 100% on the podcast. How about that? Done. Done. Because then you can rub it in their faces. You can bloody host the thing. That's what you can do. I'll I'll be your guest. How about that? I'll get a special guest on, Matty Mack. Yeah, all right. You and Matty Mack can run the podcast (laughs) and we'll just sit in the background. Get some snow globes ready. I can't. I kind of want you to get eight wins now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have a bag for each win. One <laughs> <laughs> down there, Christopher. Ah. How good. All oh. oh, right. Well, we normally Snowflake. run through. Um, we normally run through draft picks after we go through positions, but there's not much to go through here. You hold all your draft picks. And that's Plenty of picks. Kind of it. Yeah, because yeah. I don't trade them away stupidly. Nah. Stupidly. (laughs) (laughs) What, boys, can we answer it again? Why does Steph hold all his picks? Because he doesn't doesn't trade. trade. There it is. Yep. A lot. Don't trade a lot. I'm stupid. You need need continuity. (laughs) (laughs) Who's he? Any professional, any successful team. Look at San Antonio. Look at. The Patriots. Look at the Hawks. Look at the Tigers. I oh, see. I'd argue the Patriots traded a shitload. They never. Wrong. They never took a draft pick. They always traded back. 
Yeah, but they didn't trade their stars away. They kept their core there, Ben. Ah. Mm. Yep. No, you, that's true. It's interesting. The um, in in year one, the I think the bottom three of the bottom four teams went to work trading in the off season and all finished in the top four the following year. So um, there might be something to that. I'm not sure. Yeah, Whereas you finished last twice two years in a row. It's a dynasty league, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just in case the two founders forgot. Oh wait. Yeah. <laughs> what? Fuck. Uh, Shit. What have I been doing this whole time? I think you're always going to be happy with your list, no matter what you do. I, I like it. I think seven and a half's a fair line. Maybe we'll put a poll out in the league. Eight, and, we'll see. eight and six. Eight and six. So you got to go. You got to break fifty-fifty. You, you got to think you're better than fifty-fifty, especially in that division, mate. Yeah, well, I won five what games last year. I added, I added three stars this year. I can, I reckon, those three stars can propel me to another three wins. Plus the second year, second preseason out of Lance and uh, Wilson. And you get to play hard. You get to play hard with who's horrendous, and Jim, who you don't rate either. And and you've got Camo. You got Camo sorted. So you should be clearing eight wins easily. I think I will. Say that. We're on. Listen here, John Snow. Horrendous is a tough, tough word. All right? Just, just pipe down there. You'll be right, mate. Yeah, we'll, we'll all hey. be That's why it's dynasty. We're all hey. be right. Hold just, just remember the way, the key to making sure you're going to be okay. Putting away my trigger fingers. Correct. That's it. That's it. <laughs> I hope you've all learned something today. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, who's the teacher here? This has uh, become a TED talk. Uh, do I get remunerated for my time today? You like, can get. You made me miss sixty minutes. <laughs> well, actually, can I just go back to a point you were just talking about before? Talk to me, Hod. I am. I am, if you let me. Um, <laughs> now, talk us through. We, we talked to earlier about the buzz. You know, there's a lot of buzz around training camps. Tell us about Summit. This is your spotlight. Mm. Champion Summit players. Who have, who has had the best off-season down at the DFF? Um, who's ripping it up? Who's maybe got a bit to go that you're wanting more from because, you you know, you demand a lot of yourself and others? Give us mm. some insights into the off-season. Number one, Trey Lance. I think oh. the 49ers were very, very, very quick to move on from Jimmy G this year. So there was there was no uncertainty with Trey. I know last uh, last few podcasts you guys were like, oh, Trey Lance didn't even get a look in last year. So you had your question marks over him. But obviously Cole Shanahan is sold. Signed, sealed, delivered. Trey Lance is QB1 at the 49ers with an unbelievable wide receiver, tight end room, whatever you want to say. That offense is going to be lit. Lewis Lit? Yes. The next one, DeAndre Swift. I've mentioned these names all before. DeAndre Swift, Trey Lance, Brees Hall. Let me reel them off. Hunter Renfro. Wow, we. Jalen Waddle. Cole Komet's going to just We're awesome like a flower in spring, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we are rising. Or something is. It. All right, so great. You listed me your list. Tell us some of them who have had a good off season. 
good off season. I've, what do you mean? Who are, are they all? They've all had good off seasons. Otherwise, I wouldn't have listed them. You listed your whole list. <laughs> yeah, they've all had good off seasons. Hence, me eight wins. <laughs> Hence. Oh. Boys, do you have it? Let's help him out here. Do you have any that you'd like to highlight? Any of those players that you you might be high on, low on? I've got. I, I can. Keep what about what about Sam Darnold? What what where, what's what's going to happen there, mate? Is he going to win the job? Is he going to go elsewhere? Is he going to just be a backup? And you're going to have to pay Scooter. Let me read, nice let me read you out the tweet from day one of the the camp, boys. Yep. Uh, where where is it? Hang on, hang on a second. You Where should have it? the ultra weed hater pretty. So, Steph, I've got a hypothetical for you, and I know yeah. you. Yeah, I know your motto, motto around trading. We've all learned a lot tonight. But if I if I said to you, I'll give you Baker Mayfield for Sam Darnold, what would you do? No. <laughs> Why? Well, I think. Uh, clearly Carolina rated Sam Darnold higher than they did Baker. They gave a fifth for Baker. They gave a second and a third for Sam Darnold. It's interesting logic. So you think... Uh, interesting logic. That's fact. Well, did they, how much did they pay, though, of Baker versus Darnold? What do you mean? Well, how much... Well, haven't they paid for the contract, thus only giving up a fifth round because they're spending a lot of money on him? Yeah, they're also spending a lot of money on Darnold. He's due to make $18 million this year. Oof. So you think um, Darnold will be the starter? I think, he's, I think he's a very high chance of being the starter. What, do you? No. Is that like the same logic as trading for the 102 and then looking to give it to the bloke who you traded with in the first place? Is that the similar logic? Get in Baker Mayfield to then start logic. the bloke you already had? That's not similar logic at all. They've, they've brought in Baker Mayfield to make Sam Darnold a better football player. Oh, so that's it. He's so bad that he forgot how to play football, and he needs someone to remind him. Not so bad. He had, look at it. He was three and last year. He's, his defense, you know, he's good. <laughs> what? And I thought lost, the internet cut out. They, no, no, his defense is good. They lost JC Horn to an injury, and after the JC Horn went out, he turned to shit. I've never known a cornerback to strongly affect a quarterback. That's there no, you go. their team. You know, their team was fucking driving. I I they, actually think the biggest problem with Sam Darnold last year. They lost JC Horn and they lost McCaffrey. He was three and zero with those two. Well, that's a better <laughs> player to list that would affect yeah, just, Sam no, Darnold. I'm just saying it's, as a team, they were playing really well. I think the biggest issue that they fell into last year is that you were talking the shit out of how good Sam Darnold was and you were highlighting his stats that he was on an MVP caliber season. That's right. He had the rushdowns. Yeah, uh, the rushdowns. The... <laughs> he no. was going to rush for how many? He's going to no. break the all-time record. But not only was the DFF reeling them off, I think we spent episodes talking up Sam Darnold on the MVP pace, didn't we? I reckon he we was. did. Exactly. Yeah. So, what went wrong, Hoddick? He's shit, and it's, the league figured it out. The only problem is, the only problem I have with Darnold this year is that they've done, the organisation has brought in Matt Corral and Baker Mayfield. So, if you had full confidence in Sam Darnold as your man going forward, I'm not sure why you'd need to bring in two QBs. Competition is healthy, Chris. That that happens in all professional sports. And in, in, in any 
work environment, it's always a healthy competition. Yeah. Makes you a better I think. Why didn't the the 49ers bring in a QB to help Trey Lance get better? And they're they're letting one go. They want to get rid of they want to get rid of a QB. Why wouldn't they keep Jimmy G to help Trey Lance? They did. What do you mean? Who did they bring in? Well, what? Yeah, they got one quarterback on their roster, do they? Did they draft one or did they trade for one? I don't know. You tell me. Did There's they a not? big difference between getting a free agent QB on the scrap versus trading for one and drafting one. That's another Tom will tell scenario, Chris. Oh, I think Donald oh, is logic. Baker Mayfield in this training camp, which he already has been. Well, sure just because some reports came out that he's no, not, not some him. reports. You look at this. He, Baker was nine of sixteen with an interception. Darnold was eleven of fourteen with five touchdowns in their first opening session. <laughs> the, the stats are there. Go look. Go do your own little research, Ben. And Jamar Chase dropped fifty-eight balls in a row. He did. Couldn't see the spiral apparently without those white stripes on the ball. I reckon that worked out for him. How good's training camp, boys? It's the best. best. You should take advantage of it by trading more. Yeah. No. (laughs) Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, I'm not. Let's 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 get the record before you before you let me go. Let's get the record straight. I'm I'm not going to not trade ever again. Not that I will trade again if the deal is right. Can Four. and I don't I don't just sit there and go oh let's let's, let's just shake up the roster for no reason that's going to get you nowhere. Who does that? Who does that in particular in our league? There's certain members, Ashton Camo. Well, Camo is one of the favourites to win this year. But what does it get you? What does it get you just to shake up your roster? Well, I'd say that Camo's list is in so a more competitive state. And strategically work out where your weaknesses are and go to the draft or. We'll trade, but you don't have to do it weekly. Well, yeah. You can also you can also win money for having a good team. That's true. So far, you've invested a lot of money into this team, DFF. Yeah, but I'm there for the ultimate success, Ben, and that's I'll reiterate the point. It's not to win one; it's to win multiple consecutive championships. And I'm oh, not going to no. do that by having by being lucky. I'm going to be, do that by being strategic. Are you saying the last two winners of the league have been lucky? Oh, there's always a, a, a luck element to it. Well, Thayer's had a lot of injuries going into that last week, and he got up with uh, old Braxton. So, yeah, it was a little bit lucky, but I'm very happy you got up. You did well. Any other questions? <laughs> My time is valuable. It's Sunday night. I'm sitting. I've thoroughly enjoyed your company and the questions you've fired away at me. But who else do you think is um, building their list in an appropriate way outside of your good self? Steve, what do you think of Steve's strategy going forward? I think I think Steve could have won the Dynasty Championship last year if he didn't trade away Russell Wilson. Not I think, that, I think maybe. I, or, or this year. I think if he had Russell Wilson this year, he could have won the Dynasty Championship if he was smart. What about Burrow? But isn't he going to the draft like you? Yeah, 
but he wasn't he's, he's gone to the draft, but he hasn't been strategic with who he's picked. He's picked six wide receivers. I offered him the right <laughs> to get picked, and he didn't want him. <laughs> Is there anyone else in the league that's doing it the right Who's way? Uh, let's have a look. Scoot, Jake, Papa, Tim, Matty Mack. Um, I think, look, I think Brody's got a similar strategy to me. Yeah, yeah. Thais is in a good spot. Thais is in a great spot. I think Tim McMahon loses a quarterback this year. I think he's in a lot of trouble. I think he's in a lot of trouble. He's, he's come hard for my uh, Zach Wilson numerous times. Uh, I know he wants a quarterback. I know he wants a quarterback on Global Shop Direct. That's not what's, the, that's what's not... the offering you outside of the, the rusty steak knives, mate? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to read some of these absolute... Oh, I'd be too. Oh, Please do. Let's have a look. It's also not the first time I've heard uh, Zach Wilson and coming hard in the same sentence. In capitals with the apostrophes and commas and this and that. And, you know, what's he got for me? His formatting is all over the shop. Are you highlighting his punctuation? Hannah Hill and CMC for the 102, Donald Wilson in a 2024 second. What, yeah. was, what was your initial reaction to that? No, 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 no. For the interesting, he's interesting. He's not adding a QB there. He's doing the old flipper dippy. Let, let, let's put it this way: for the one hundred two, I gave the one hundred four, the two ten, and a future second. Yeah. So yeah. Do, we have to copy, do we have to copy what your trades are? That's, no, that's the model of success. Are, but you just saw what I gave him for the 102. You're not going to offer me less. True. 104 and the 201. It was. Correct. Villa was the two high high second, I think. 203. 203. I'll throw people under this bus in the pot. I don't care. Go. Yeah. Keep going. Hey, keep doing it. Keep going. Throw I want to hear some more badums. Go on. What else have you got there? You, you love keeping a receipt, so go for it. Oh, the, nice top eight, three seventy-five. The counter to that. Let's say the counter to that. Oh, you're sticking with Timos. All right. I didn't oh, think it would be a counter. Uh, sorry, no, that was the last one. There was yeah. another one before it. The one before it was Tannehill in a 2024 first for Wilson in four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's old stakey, stakey knives coming to the fore there. Knives, you got to cut a bit of that scotch fillet and you just be, you'd be. <laughs> oh, your internet keeps dropping out, Steph. <laughs> you seem to go silent. Oh, the four seconds. That, that would have got you up and about. That's about all Steph has. Four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Oh, no, I was rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Are you referencing my, uh, my, myself or Deshaun's yeah, lawyer there? Yeah, he wears a rusty beanie. I haven't worn a rusty beanie since I used to shop at Surf, Dive and Ski. <laughs> I don't know what your eyesight's doing there, mate. It's got the letter M on it. Rusty usually <laughs> begins with an R. And, and it's got the word Melbourne above it. <laughs> Just... It's it's a bit of Melbourne Ice merch, if you must know. Rusty. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, you and Melbourne Ice. You love a bit of Melbourne Ice. That's that's a, a match made in heaven. Hot yeah. some Melbourne Ice. There'll be some Melbourne Ice merch come draft night, that's for sure. 
on the laptop. All right, just before we, we go, DFF, is there anyone else you want to keep a receipt on? Hmm. No, there's no, no other ones. Tim McMahon's just dreadful trader, so I'm never going to trade with him unless he sharpens sharpens his pencil a little bit. Um, <laughs> but I'm really, really looking forward to picking picking Crystal. Chris Keane's uh, first round of next year. I think it's going to be quite juicy. Well, where are you picturing it's going to land in the old uh, first round? Oh, it'll be a lottery pick. You know, I'm going out on a limb. It's going to be a lottery pick. He's going to, <laughs> he's going to stall again. That's well, more I, than stalling, I, I would have thought. I went 12 and 2 last year, so I don't know if I stalled again <laughs> last year. <laughs> that, that got me to the playoffs, Steph. I don't know if you're aware. That's how it works. What are you doing, mate? Hey? I started calling you Essendon. You said I was going to be a lottery pick, mate. You don't think I'm going to make the playoffs? No. Nah. All right, let's go. Get, what do you want put, on it? Put a bet on that, surely. Surely. We'll talk privately, Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, look at him go into his shell. You're all words. All numbers and words you are. <laughs> all right, on that note, we've got to wrap this shit up. DFF, we would just go on and on and on. And you would miss many episodes of 60 Minutes if you just kept talking the way that you do. But we thank you for coming on the pod. Uh, uh, all, all I hope is I was, I was informative and I added value to your show, which I think I did. I reckon... Uh, a, few of the, a few of the previous weeks, those guys just talked, 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 made zero sense. Me? Value adder. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you have a bit in common then. Uh... No, thanks for coming on in all seriousness. You've always uh, got plenty to say, plenty of thoughts. You've got plenty of uh, insight to the other members of the league as well, which we always appreciate. So uh, thanks for joining us. Keeney, any final words? Yeah, no, thanks, Steph. It was uh, always a pleasure, mate. And I think we've all learned a fair bit um, in, in terms of what goes on in the mind of the DFF. And I'll tell you what, boys, I'm looking forward to whoever we have on next to maybe dissect a bit of this podcast because I think there'll be a few talking points that come out of it hot. Well, boys, there has been a bunch of learnings, I think, from having this great man on. Uh, But if anyone dares to send the DFF a trade, which will simply get declined, receded, and then aired out live on air, go for your life. But um, I, I just... I just think the DFF only highlights how much passion there is in the Sunny Weaver Junior Division. It is the best division in, in world sport. And I'm looking forward to the three-way between Jim Cummo and the DFF for this division. I think it's going to be a tight race. And he's only highlighted this a lot more as to where this list is. But, boys, it has been a fun one. And I will get us to repeat the single most important learning is... How do you win in this league? Never trade. Do not trade. Podcast over and out. Never win a thing. <laughs>